Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 1248. There have been more stories over the weekend about what they're saying is an increase in volcano tourism. Um, And it comes after 16 people were killed. Uh, Tourists and guides and many others were critically injured when a volcano at White Island, New Zealand went off last week. This was a week week ago last Monday. And so CNN did this story, and USA Today did a version of this also. And the headline on CNN was, What Tourists Don't Get About New Zealand's White Island Volcano. Um, They said White Island is uh, the most popular uh, and most active volcano in New Zealand. It's also a tourist volcano. It's not hard to see why. Most of it lies under the ocean, with the crater conveniently rising just above sea level, ideal for short visits by boat. Although its dangers include explosive eruptions, deadly emissions of sulfur dioxide and superheated steam, boiling mud pools, earthquakes, mudslides, rockfalls, and tsunamis, it erupts relatively rarely. And so it's long been popular for adventure, uh, adventure-seeking visitors. Now, though, people are asking, what are the implications for tourism at sites like this that even though they don't go off very often can still go off and kill a lot of people. And so there are questions now um, in the wake of that eruption uh, and why people were on that island in the first place because the alert level there uh, was raised like back in November Yeah, because of increasing sulfur dioxide gas. Seismic activity, all kinds of things, sure. Right. Um, And so why were tourists even allowed to be there? Like they were getting tremors. Every indication was that this was going to go off. Yeah. Why were tourists allowed to be there? And even if it weren't, you know, you you have to ask the same question. Because sometimes things like that happen with virtually no signal. Yeah, absolutely. And virtually no warning. So why is anybody allowed to just go there and be a tourist on an active volcano? It's not a very bright thing to do because none of the things you described, sulfur dioxide and steam and, you know, all these horrifying things, none of that sounds like vacation to me. Um, So I'm kind of an adventurer when it comes to vacation. And one of the first things that's coming to mind for me is, uh, as I kind of, as I go back and forth on this one, should we avoid any place that might be dangerous? Every place is dangerous. You can't. I mean, we get tornadoes in Kansas with no warning whatsoever. Uh And although we don't have huge tours and we do have people that come here despite that threat, you know, and I think in places like Florida, hurricanes come with a little more warning, but earthquakes and can hit anywhere without warning whatsoever. Yeah, I think the difference is your intent. And and everybody knows what their intent is. So if you go on vacation to Kansas City, your intent might be, hey, I'm going to go have some great barbecue, or I'm going to go catch a Royals game, or I'm going to go see a Chiefs game. It's not, hey, I'm going to go to Kansas City because we might get hit by a tornado. Nobody ever says that. <laughs> you know, right. Is it true? Yes, you might. But nobody goes there with that intent. When people go to this island, it's, hey, I'm going to go to this island because I might die. Yeah, It's implicit in in the reason. And so the question becomes then, where does the responsibility lie? You know, um, there is money involved in this for sure. And that's why tour companies would not um, necessarily be apt to cancel tours and that kind of thing. And I don't know 
whose job it should be, you know, um, to say, no, you don't get... You know, you don't get to do the tours. Right, because you can cost... I mean, there's also a tremendous amount of money wrapped up in rescuing these people. Yeah. Now, I, of course, they're going to go and do it. I'm not saying that they... You know, <laughs> hey, you know, it's not... Hey, they knew what they were getting into. Let them crash. But there's a lot of money wrapped up in going out to this island and rescuing these people and getting them off that island and the medical treatment that they're receiving as a result of this. So, again... For the sake of showing your friends how cool you are in your Instagram feed, you're going to cost now New Zealand how many millions of dollars? So should you be responsible for paying that? If you took the chance and you took the risk and you were injured, should you be paying the government of wherever you are to rescue you because you took the chance? I think you should. Um, And as as a... reasoning behind that i mean you look at what we do there are people who end up in the gulf of mexico all the time who through inexperience or whatever end up going farther out than they wanted to and getting lost right and floating around in the middle of the and the coast guard has to go get them sometimes they make those people pay for their own rescue sometimes they don't if a squall blew up and blew you out to sea generally they won't but if you just got in a boat and decided to go out for the day and because you don't know what you're doing you ended up out there then they'll make you pay for the rescue thank you to the texter who just pointed this out uh yeah people pay a lot of money to go on storm chasing trips yep which is the opposite i mean you are literally chasing the danger right you are you are paying someone a lot of money in fact We've interviewed somebody, this is maybe a year or two ago, that we interviewed somebody that runs a storm-chasing company. You are paying someone for the um, the pleasure of being able to chase a deadly storm, and it may not even happen because storms are unpredictable. <laughs> yes, right. So you're paying a lot of money for the chance that you may get to see a deadly storm. But, I, and I see a great gulf of separation between somebody who does that because a, a very good friend of mine who was a Weather Channel guy for a while does that for the scientific research purpose of it and has added a tremendous amount to that body of research. There's a big difference between that and somebody saying, hey, put me in the big tank truck so we can go out there and see a storm. Yeah. If you're doing it with the intent, when you don't have anything to offer, if you're doing it just for the intent of having the experience and uh-huh. you end up racked up, yeah, you owe some money. Um, so, but where do you want to, where do you draw that line then? It's tough. People engage in risky behaviors all the time. Right. And we rescue them. You know, we save people and, and spend the money to rescue people involved in DUI wrecks when... <laughs> Case could be made after the last couple of years going on a cruise is risky behavior. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where, at what point do you say the government is not responsible for helping you because you got yourself there? You know, we are providing Narcan. You know, we've got that all yep. over the place for people that opioid overdose when that was a choice they made. But to some degree, you feel like the government has a responsibility to take care of people. Yeah. So where are we drawing the line on saying, no, 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 you put yourself in this position... You know, we'll save you, but we're going to send you a bill for it. Yeah. And and how do you define recklessness? Because yeah. what's reckless to one person might be perfectly acceptable to another. So what's reasonable recklessness then? Yeah. Because you might argue... Roller coasters? I, I don't know the last time that this um, volcano in White Island went off, but you could argue, you know, volcano might go off every hundred years, you know, in a major way, or it might go off three times in 10 years, right. you know? So you're playing the odds. And then what do you do about somebody who lives in the, uh, in the way of one? I mean, what right. about the people who live near Kilauea? Yeah, what about they the They pe- know. Yeah. Sooner or later, your house is going to be overcome by lava. But again, people live in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, right. And rebuild all the time in places that get hit by tornadoes. Yeah. You could argue then, you know, no one should ever live in a Greensburg or a Joplin again. 
because they were hit by a tornado. And then, and then, and we've we've actually spent some time trying to figure this out. Uh, going back in college in those days when you ask philosophical questions like this, yeah, where do you live that's safe? What's um, what's safe from everything? Well, but there are parts of the world that are less prone to natural disasters. What do you think is the safest one? I see this. I love this conversation. So where do you think is, is relatively safe from natural? The place that comes up the most seems to be San Diego that I don't think it's on a fault line. No, it's close, but it's It's not near, but it's not. Yeah. When we talk about the big one hitting, we talk about San Francisco, right? Not San Diego. They're not going to get hurricanes. They're not going to get tornadoes. They don't get flooding. They don't generally get bad weather anytime there. So maybe an earthquake, but generally speaking, that's the place that a lot of people mention okay. is is safest. Um, I can think of places that are a lot more dangerous than others when it comes to that just seem to well, be more prone to. Sure. I mean, Tokyo, for example. Right. <laughs> I was in Chile and I was in my first earthquake in a winery in Chile. That surprised me not at all because they have earthquakes all the time. It's right on a fault line. But then there are some areas where you never. The Philippines. I was thinking about going to the Philippines right before I went to South Africa instead tsunamis all the time and earthquakes yeah and earthquakes all the time Mm -hmm. and you think you cannot believe that it's that popular for tourism but it is because there's a lot to offer there yeah so and i i guess you know again it would have to go back to can you show that somebody went there specifically to you know to undergo some kind of death-defying trip because there's lots of reasons to go to the philippines too it's beautiful first of all and so there's lots to do and see other than just going to someplace dangerous several people in a row have mentioned yellowstone why do we ever let people go to Yellowstone yeah, right. with the geysers that are just waiting to go off? And the fact that it will one day be a traps volcano that will swallow most of the western United States. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And it's probably you know thousands of years away, but maybe it won't be. But it hasn't happened yet. Right. And so we still allow you know tons and tons of people to go there. So. And every year, a couple of them get themselves racked up or die because they go too close to Old Faithful. Yeah, yeah. It's just really, really interesting. So thanks to everybody who weighed in on this one. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 